0: Live on the St. Sports Network, it's Burke's Catholic Boys Basketball. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at pennstatehealth.org. Meg's Quilted Memories, Stitching Together Your Life's Story, and the Reading Royals. Now to the broadcast booth. Here's your announcer, Ryan line weaver
1: Well, I am Ryan line weaver I'm here with Mike Boyer here. And we got a special trait. Not boys basketball action, thanks, Jerry. Oh, he can't even get his wireless mic on either. There we well, go.
0: Y- you know, Ryan, the way I see it is you forgot to remind me. So. No,
1: I literally reminded you about ten seconds before you press play. So.
0: <laughs>
1: Girls basketball action, and what is a rematch of last year's final in BCI AA's. As Berks Catholic took that one by 10 over Y Missing last year. I believe it was 55-45. And lo and behold, we got a matchup here tonight between what is ultimately the number one seed against the number eight seed in the county. And again, girls get to take place, all of them, the quarterfinal matchups here today. As Berks Catholic faces Y Missing. Governor Mifflin takes on Brandywine Heights. Schuylkill Valley hosts Redding. And then Wilson hosting Twin Valley in the nightcap at 7.30. But most importantly, Burks Catholic here getting started early and getting everything capped off. They come in at 18-4. and Wyo coming in at 13-8. Mike, you did your homework. <laughs> what can you tell us about Y coming in?
2: Well, they're completely different than the team that was in the finals last year. Uh, a team that was dominated by three seniors. This year they're dominated by freshmen. Uh, You're gonna see a lot of freshmen on the court for uh, Coach Anders, you're gonna see a bunch of sophomores and and one or two seniors, but again, uh, a team that is is really destined for the future. Uh, Had a nice season this year, um, but they're gonna be very young on the court, very inexperienced, a lot of girls have never played playoff basketball before, and so that might be a, a, a factor in this game early on, I believe.
1: Yeah, so why missing, if you take a look at who they have leading the way for them, they only have one player at double digits, and that's Amaya Stewart. She comes in averaging 10.2 points per game, can't hit from the outside at all, and struggles from the charity stripe as well. So, you know, when it comes down to it, if the game does slow down at all, uh, it's going to be obviously working in her favor from inside the arc, but not so much if she has to hit the charity stripe.
2: Yeah, and that's really the, the whole tale for the entire Y Missing team. They are not an outside threat team, at least from beyond the arc. Uh, I believe they have 47, free th- uh, 47 three-pointers on the season this year. You throw that to, to Caroline Herb, who's got 40 of her own, um, and you can see it's a vastly different cosmetic makeup for the two different teams, inside game compared to outside game. Um, obviously, BC's going to run, but they're going to shoot the ball from the outside.
1: Sure, and for a while, you know, leading the way for them from beyond the arc, they only have four players on their team that have actually made three-pointers this year. Two of them have one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Alexis Hardy has eight. She comes in averaging 7.6 points per game. And then Lexi Loeb has 37 of Y missing's 47 three-pointers. So the lone outside threat coming in the form of Loeb. Uh, she averages 6.5 points per game. But again, not an outside shooting team by any stretch of the imagination. And they do struggle from inside because you look at their free throw percentage. As a team, they're shooting just over 46%.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And when you're looking about stats saying 28%, 34%, 49 30 45 and those are the mid stats. Um, this is a team that does not shoot well from the free throw line. And so if you're going to get the ball down low, you're going to get fouled, you're going to go to the line. If you can't convert there and you can't convert from the outside, that, that certainly doesn't say a lot for you right now. But, again, when you have young freshmen playing on the court, free throws and everything else are going to come along in their development. Uh, they're just not there yet.
1: And just kind of taking a look at who missing has had the opportunity to play. They're averaging about a 7-point margin of victory in their 13-8 and eight record. It's funny. Because looking at their free throw shooting percentage, we knock on it, but their opponents are only shooting 54.2%. Their opponents only have 48 total three-pointers combined. And then you take a look at Burke's Catholic, and they shoot the free throw, uh, shoot from the free throw stripe almost 69%. They have more than double the amount of three-pointers that Missing does. So it really is just the tale of two completely different teams.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, w- and when you talk about the, the three-point shooting, as we said, you know, Alexis Loeb is the, the one go-to girl for the Spartans. Um, she's coming off the bench today, I was told, from Coach Anders. So she's not even in the starting lineup. So if you think about what's going to be on the court to start, there will be no outside game for Missy. They're going to throw the ball into Stewart and uh, hopefully some of the other girls rebound and put back. Um, talk about BC, completely different. Girls are going to run the court here, shoot the ball inside-outside. They've got a great inside-outside game. Uh, possibly, you know, as Coach Birmingham says, the best pur- pure shooter he's ever had in, in Caroline Herb From the outside, as already said, she has 43-pointers on the season. And then potentially the uh, player of the year candidate, Carolina Reedy, with uh, 21 three-pointers on the season so far. So, again, there, there's a very good mix in scoring for BC, and uh, we're going to see that today.
1: Yeah, so while Y Missing has had four players who have hit three-pointers, Berks Catholic only has three players who have seen minutes this year, that have not had three-pointers. Totally diabolically opposite of each other. Uh, It's kind of hard to imagine two completely separate teams uh, than the ones that we have here today. But going on to Burks Catholic, you have Caroline Reedy. She comes in averaging 13.9 points per game. And again, she's very well versed in. She can strike it from the outside. She has 21 three-pointers. She can hit it from inside. She's not bad at the charity stripe. Uh, And like you said, certainly a Burks Player of the Year candidate.
2: Yeah, and again, she runs the floor very well. The one thing you're going to see today from BC is they are not selfish with the ball. They get the ball to who's ever open. They get the best look at the basket. They do a very nice job of distributing the ball. They're not selfish with it. They get the ball to someone else who can score because they know it's going to come back to them. So it's a very good BC team. It's a very mature BC team, which, again, certainly goes in their favor today, playing a very young and somewhat inexperienced Wyoming missing girls' team today.
1: Yeah, so... Like I said, Caroline Reedy coming in, seventh in Berks County in scoring, ranking just behind Natalie Foster at Twin Valley, who's averaging 14. Kai Brantley leading the way for Kutztown at just shy of 20 points per game. Uh, and then Grace Reedy, no relation I believe. Cousins, from, uh, actually Cousins. Cousins. There you go, <laughs> from Exeter at 15.1. Oh,
2: well, then you have Alexis Hess, who's who, who was probably gonna win Player of the Year uh, at Schuylkill Valley, who's really come on this year. You know, the thing for Why i is we talked about the, the dichotomy of the change in the team. Here's a team that won seven straight uh, division titles coming into this year. Um, and they had a very mature team over those years and over that span. Coach Anders in his second year, he's getting that back to that point. But again, he's building it from very youth, a very youthful movement here at Wyoming. Missing.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing bad about that either because the fact that you are working with a lot of freshmen and you still managed to go 13-8 and eight and make the playoffs – I mean, that's a testament to, I mean, arguably good players, but also good coaching as well. Absolutely.
2: And it's three freshmen who are getting this experience right now that's going to pay huge dividends, not just when they're seniors, but juniors and sophomores as well. You know, you've got a bunch of of juniors and and sophomores playing for Wyoming. So, again, I imagine Coach Anderson looking and saying, hey, this year is a great year for us to be successful and develop, but there are bigger things on the horizon for this team as we continue to grow as a team.
1: And we talked about Caroline Herb. She comes in with 43 pointers made, uh, which currently is tied for second in Berks County. If you want to get really technical, she leads the county in three pointers per game. <laughs> Just doing math. I mean, and look, look, Koenig has 41 in 22 games. Hess has 40 in 21 games. And Erb has 40 in 20 games. So you can do the simple math and say that she's leading the county in three pointers per game. But, again, she comes in averaging 11.3 points per game, both her and Reedy in double figures. Uh, Aliyah Dabney at 8.2 points per game, and then you start working down into Madison Langdon uh, with 5.2, Sidney Corrado at 3.8, Mackenzie Gordos at 4.3, and then you start getting into, you know, under three. But, again, all of them, except for Dabney, have nearly double-digit three-pointers to their credit
2: absolutely and you, you mentioned three freshmen there too so again I mean when, when you look at what coach, coach Birmingham has he's got a lot of experience and they're teaching the freshman right now what it takes to be successful and what it's going to be to take over that role either next year or the year after um you talked about Langdon you talked about Corrado and McFadden all freshmen who get a lot of minutes and do a very nice job um they're learning to play with the upper upperclassmen right now and what it takes to be successful so they're just going to carry that along you know um Coach Birmingham has done it for 33 years. He knows what he's doing, and he understands how to keep a program going. There's no down years here at BC.
1: There are not, and taking a look at the seniors that they have, you know, you're looking at Cordos, obviously Caroline Reedy, uh, Schnatz, uh, Brooklyn Hummel, and Dabney, all seniors. But then, again, it's a w- pretty well-balanced team, except for sophomores. They only have one sophomore <laughs> on the squad. Uh, but that's where they fill in with those freshmen, freshman players, which is great to see. So both teams finishing up their warm-ups, under a minute to go on the scoreboard. And again, getting things kick-started here, both us and Schuylkill Valley going on at the same time, as we'll try to keep an eye on that game as well. But then, again, Governor Mifflin and Brandywine Heights, the 4-5 matchup. Taking place at 4 o'clock over in Shillington, and then Wilson and Twin Valley meeting up in Westlawn beginning at 7.30 this evening. I, I wonder if the
2: Wilson coaches are, are scouting the uh, Redding Super Valley game today before their game.
1: They certainly might be. That one supposedly being uh, filmed and streamed online. I'll believe it when I see it as the Spartans getting their starting lineup out and ready to go. And it will read as Madeline Campbell, uh, number 24, Alexis Hardy, number 25, uh, Audrey Hurlman, number 31, Amaya Stewart, and number 34, Annie McCaffrey for the Spartans. And then no surprise here for Burks Catholic, as quite clearly they'll go with Mackenzie Gordos. They'll also have Caroline Reedy. Caroline Herb, number 34 is City Brown, and number 42, Aaliyah Dabney. And, of course, Bob Birmingham as their head coach. So we will take a quick break while they have the invocation and national anthem, and when we return, girls basketball action here on the Saints Sports Network.
3: For this game. Bless these players, coaches, and
2: officials. Give them your guidance and
0: protection and allow your spirit to reign in their hearts. And gracious Lord, when the game of life is over, may they win the most important victory, of eternal life, with you. Amen. Now, with private respect, please, gentlemen, please remove your hats for the playing of our national anthem.
1: And just about to get underway here, Berks Catholic will be wearing their home whites, black numbers, black trim. Wyo, of course, in their road navies, white numbers and white trim as well. Go ahead, get your turnover sheet. And steal my pen at the same time. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, getting ready to take the tip. It will be Caroline Reedy. To Maya Stewart for why missing. Kurtz Catholic going from left to right in front of us. Wyo going right to left. That one tipped into the hands of Stewart, and the Spartans will take possession to start. Looking down low for Stewart instead. McCaffrey will flash. A little floater in the lane. That one's a little too harsh by Campbell put back attempt no good ball still loose now flung in front of the Burks Catholic bench and it will belong to the Spartans why
2: well, missing trying to get the ball down low there either McCaffrey and or Stewart. And let's see if they go back to it they go to a, a line set here see if they get a pick rub off from McCaffrey here
1: and up an easy toss in to McCaffrey Again, a little screen through the lane, jumper from the strike, no good. Still, finally coming into Burke's Catholic possession as Herb trying to throw it down low for Rady, it's intercepted.
2: Just an ill-advised passer trying to get through a screen, and a couple hands in the way, and tipped it away.
1: Finally finding Campbell, Campbell, a teardrop. Ends up tipping off of Spartans out of bounds. It belongs to the Saints. Wow, picking up full court press here. Oh, why not? They have to do something to break up these Saints rhythm. And I tell you, a little urgency there as finally it's tipped away by Hurlman. Spartans come up with it. Stop and pop by Stewart, and she gets the first two of the game for either side.
2: BC's got to send someone deep here. They have everybody in the backcourt here, and so is Missing's able to collapse down. There's no one deep.
1: Well, finally, they get it out. Get it ahead to Gordos. Stepping in. Now driving baseline. They'll swing it around again. Just cycling up top, three on the way, and down it goes by Caroline Reedy.
2: Nice job of the Saints there, moving the ball all the way around the court, twice until they got the open look they wanted.
1: 3-2, as the Spartans have it tipped, goes out of the sideline. Will stay with while Ryan, as
2: we said coming in. Why missing tried to get the ball down low the entire time so far. Not one person's looked to shoot a jump shot yet. Everything's been dumped down low or running uh, short uh, little floaters up in the air from the lane.
1: Well, it becomes almost like, and I hate to reference a boys' basketball game in the middle of a girls' game, but uh, it feels like the Exeter game where Exeter had their center just drop in and say, "All right, we're going to cut off JJ Jordan." And you can kind of do the same thing here if you have no outside jumpers, uh, outside threats. I mean, you can just sit back and tuck in.
2: And there it was again, it drove the lane, got it blocked. And BC's out in the run here, missed the layup though. Uh, Herb missed the layup, and White missing back to the other end. Turn over there.
1: Ball stolen away by Dabney. Trying to go down low. On the fast break, gets kicked away by McCaffrey. It will stay with the Saints. 5-0-3 left to play here in the first 3-2. Not a barn burner here in the first three minutes of play. As Gordos will take it just to the right side of the basket. Underneath. To fling it up top.
2: Wienerson plays a lot of zone. You see it right there. They play a little 3-2 and 2-3 zone. Sitting in that 3-2 right there out in the shooters
1: right now. Gordos chucking up a three, that one rimmed out. Now again, trying to cycle, thinking about an elbow jumper, thinks better of it. Another floater in the lane, that one's off the mark. Reedy the board, back the other way, Dabney loses the handle, able to repossess. Herb, left corner three is good.
3: Good job
2: of cycling the ball around the top there with a little skip pass and found the wide open herb.
1: Now looking down low was Hardy. She's unable to finish. Stewart grabs the rebound, and we're going to have a foul called on Burke's Catholic. The foul is going to be on Dabney. That'll be her first. Langdon will check in for Burks Catholic.
2: And here are the two freshmen BC puts in Sidney Crosby and um, as you said Madison Langdon. So two freshmen checking in here for the Saints.
1: I Think that you mean Sidney Corrado. What did I say Sidney Crosby? Crosby.
2: Yeah I don't even like <laughs> hockey. I don't know where that came from. And I actually know the, the Corrado family very well so I apologize <laughs> to both Maggie and Mark. But he loves curling, Ryan. And who doesn't?
1: I've never loved Sidney Crosby and I'm not afraid to let that be known. Turnover by Burks Catholic. That one stripped away on the way up. There
2: are no fouls being called here right now. Certainly Swallowed Coach whistles. Anders is not happy about that exchange. There as McCaffrey going flying to the deck when she was collided into. No call and BC gets
1: the ball. We'll stay with Burks Catholic. Finally to have someone running. Giving him some options. And turning the ball over was Dabney right in front of us. I think she was looking to us for help, and none to be had because I think she dribbled it off her foot.
2: I put my head down, so I didn't didn't look. I didn't want (laughs) to look at her when she looked over. I thought, can't help you, sorry.
1: I don't need that shame.
2: (laughs) She did with the ball right off her foot right in front of me, though.
1: (laughs) Right at half court. Spartans basketball, 6-2. Two three-pointers by Berks Catholic. All the scoring that they need so far for a four-point lead. That one's going to roll around and down it in by Heliodoro. So now 6-4 in favor of the Saints. This pressure, and
2: uh, this trap here, this full-court press has caused problems because BC is dribbling the ball, then stopping their dribble. Instead of making passes and getting the ball up, they're trying to dribble, and then people leave them.
1: Herb chucking that one away. Their fifth turnover so far. It's a sloppy first quarter, quite honestly, for both sides. Uh, It's probably a little bit more noticeable when the number one seed is chucking the ball away like that, unable to cope with the press.
2: There's been a lot of contact here so far in this first quarter with no real calls. We have one foul so far.
1: Yeah. One foul combined. Driving down low. Little pull-up jumper fading away, unable to hit, was Stewart. Now finally down low at the other end, Greedy her second bucket for five. The lead doubles to eight to four with 2:35 left here in the first. A drive kick, left corner three is airballed by Loeb, and finally. Well, there's your second foul of the game, as Dabney is going to be called for her second.
2: Yeah, she uh, she ran right into a defender who was just stationed right there in the lane, tried to make a pass off her drive, and just her momentum took her right into the girl, and that was the charging foul there. So another turnover for uh, the Saints.
1: So Marshall will check in for Y missing, as will Reber as they keep cycling through their bench. That one tipped away. Into the backcourt it goes. Spartans able to recover. Ball still in the backcourt. And they're gonna call a jump ball. It's a great hustle there by Burks Catholic jumping onto the hardwood in the backcourt. They get tied up, it will belong with them by virtue of the possession arrow.
2: And we talked about how BC runs the court both offensive and defensively. And there you see again loose ball there's two or three girls hitting the floor for BC. In low to Reedy.
1: Reedy down low. Shanks it off the backboard. Driving in is Campbell. Campbell picks up her dribble. Now trying to drive baseline is Heliodoro. She chucks one up. That one air balls as well. That one bounces off the Berks Catholic player. Remains with the Spartans. A three up on the way off back iron by Marshall. Another offensive board by the Spartans, and we're going to have a traveling violation as she darn near made it to Kenhurst.
3: And, to the Spartans, Hardy,
1: and once again, they will... Handful of substitutions as Hardy and McCaffrey will re-enter the game. Jerry liked the Kenhurst reference. Once again, finally splitting the double team was Langdon Langdon then... Throwing it through the awaiting arms of Herb, but it will remain as it was tipped away.
2: It's one of the few times BC didn't pick up their dribble in the backcourt there.
1: Langdon looking for help. they'll look to the corner. Now driving in, dumping it back into the lane. That shot off to the right by Reedy. And Loeb corral[s] the rebound. Yeah, nice job by Herb
2: there, driving the lane, found the open uh, player in Reedy, but just missed the layup again.
1: So still eight to four. That ball lost by Marshall goes over the end line, out of bounds. Sidney Brown. Brown will re-enter for the Saints. Again, just eight to four. Just over 46 seconds remaining here. Berks Catholic will likely hold for one after they break the press. Got to get the ball to the middle here. But they're going to have to get it across half court and finally do so. And nifty little move into the lane. That one's blocked from behind, but a foul called as Corrado went up with it. So the foul is going to be called on McCaffrey. That will be her first team's First, so Hank Corrado to the line rolls out the first
2: Sydney shoots 56% here in the season so far 0 for 1 so if statistics hold true she's going to make this shot
1: Hamel checking in for Burks Catholic her first minutes or should I say seconds as 32.4 remain here in the first second upcoming for Corrado true to form Hits the second. 9 4. So Spartans able to break pressure from the Saints. Trying to get it through, finally get bounce it through the lane, out beyond the three point arc. And they're not going to bother holding for one. That one's swatted away by a Corrado. And we're going to have a foul on the floor by Wyo. And it's going to be called on Hardy. That'll be her first. Reedy re enters.
2: 14 seconds here. They've got to break this trap, press, get the ball to the middle here, and get a shot off. And they've got to find Lang in the middle of the court here.
1: Now finally, Reedy dribbling up, trying to find Camp, or sorry, not Campbell, Gordos. In the right corner goes off her fingertips out of bounds, so 3.3 seconds remain. This will likely be it. The Spartans will just look to inbound. Now finally get it in. And as suspected, that will do it. Nine to four. After the first eight minutes of play. So when we return, second quarter action with Berks Catholic on Top 5-5 here on the Saints Sports Network.
4: Tackle your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a health care provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet or computer and meet one on one with board certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at PennStateHealth.org forward slash
5: on demand. Don't throw away your favorite T-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old T-shirts into a quilt one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com.
0: Now let's get back to the game on the Saints Sports Network.
1: Second quarter underway. Jerry, glad to see that you do have an intro that doesn't refer to boys basketball. That one tipped away. I told Jerry just to get on the microphone like Rod Roddy and bring us in.
0: Perhaps I'll do our outro that way.
1: There you go. Spartans inbounding, checking up a three as Loeb. Despite the uh, pleas of the Berks Catholic student section. No air ball. That one goes off back iron. And then Stewart grabbing the offensive board and putting it back in. It's 9-6 in favor of Berks Catholic now. Berks Catholic with Dabney back in the game working with two personals. They're going to swing it all the way to the left-hand side, trying to work it down to Dabney. Dabney unable to corral it. We're going to have a foul called on why missing. I believe it's going to be on McCaffrey. Yeah, it certainly looks so. That will be her first. Second. Second. That's her second, yeah.
2: She and Hardy got it in the first quarter.
1: Her second team's third.
2: Tough call. Loose ball there. She was diving for a loose ball.
1: She's picked up her third right there, and Dabney going up with it, and that's going to be three on McCaffrey. I see what I did. I think I gave one to uh, Hardy. I saw one as 24 instead of 34. She has one. All right, Heliodoro have one.
2: I don't have her for one now.
1: All right, well that's where I messed up.
2: But this is trouble for why I'm missing here with <laughs> uh, McCaffrey getting a third foul less than a minute of the second quarter. She's as athletic as the girls from B.C. And this is going to be a huge loss for her to go in the game. She's going to sit for the rest of the half most likely.
1: Devney hits the first. Heliodora will take her place. And that's unfortunate for Wyo. They need all the guns that they can get right now. Still a very manageable game. But losing McCaffrey certainly hurts. That one goes off back iron. Reedy corrals the rebound. They'll swing it around. Bordos to Herb. Herb. Into the left corner for Reedy. Reedy chucking up a three. Reedy downing a three. She now has eight. And the lead sitting at seven. This will be a timeout called by why missing. And we'll take one ourselves. 13 to 6, Burke's Catholic on top when we return here on the Saints Sports Network.
6: The arena has been shut ice has been melted the stands have been empty Empty, empty, empty. but a new day has dawned the lights are back on the ice is frozen the boys are back it's time to get back to hockey your running royals and the echl are back at santander arena get your tickets now we'll sell you the whole seat but you'll only need the edge it's
0: the Saints Sports Network.
1: Thirteen to six. Burks Catholic leading the way so far with 650 remaining. Right now it's well, and really no surprise, Caroline Reedy with eight points to lead all scorers. Currently outscoring Y missing after that three. And talking with Mike over the break here, it was the 3-2 zone kind of doing the Spartans in as Reedy tucking into that left corner and having nobody out there to guard her uh, without that kind of wing player up top as the uh, three part of the three-two not tucking back in to cover.
2: Yeah, she's when they slide the ball away from Reedy, the wing player there slides back into the lane. They just skip the ball all the way across the, the court. Reedy's got a wide open three.
1: Herb tipping that one away will stay with the Spartans. Using a ball screen, Loeb, that one ends up short. Herb the board, Gordos trying to get it ahead to Reedy. And they're going to keep it with Burke Catholic. We'll say one thing about Loeb, she is not afraid to shoot that three.
2: She's not shy about it, she gets and just fires it up.
1: She's not, I mean, we talked about how Wyo can't really shoot the three, but she is the lone player that can for the Spartans, 37 threes on the air, and she's right there among the tops in Berks County.
2: Good little dish down low there. Nice job by Reedy, coming baseline, dish it off to Dabney for the easy layup, and she gets fouled on the way up and makes the basket and goes to the line for a three point play.
1: Dabney a tough bucket down low, swinging that one up and in, and that one's going to be called on Hurlman, so that will be her first, but Dabney her first bucket of the afternoon for three looking to make it four. Can't do so, but once again, right in the mix of things was Reedy. At the rebound will go to the Spartan. She went one on two trying to grab that one. a while will cycle it around. This one from just inside the arc. That was a sweet shot by Heliodoro. As just her and Stewart, the lone scorers for y missing so far, both with four. And now it's, it's at 15 to eight in favor of the Saints. Saints breaking the press, getting it ahead. And there's Caroline Herb her second bucket for five and leads back to nine. Yeah,
2: nice job breaking the press. Again, Wyomissing's packing it so tight into the backcourt with that trap and, and pressure of the, of the uh, um, full court press, they get no one back.
1: Now we're getting knocked away from Stewart and we're going to have a jump ball and this one again going to belong to Berks Catholic. They've won the past two jump balls. Once again, still full court pressure here by the Spartans, now trailing by nine. Berks Catholic's been able to tack an extra four points onto their lead here in the second quarter. 17-8 17-8 to eight with just over five to play. Staying at 3-2. Aaron this time, looking down low to Reedy. Reedy, one dribble going up, swatted away. Spartans coming down with it, trying to run the break. Finally getting it down low, Stewart and one. Great job by Stewart there. She
2: gets the block on one end, she runs the court Gets rewarded for it, gets the
1: ball in the lane and puts the layup in and gets the foul. Stewart, her third bucket for six. Going to the stripe. First time tonight. my Stewart leading. Why, missing at just over 10 points per game. That one's off back iron. Once again, jump ball opportunity, but the Spartans... Somehow, no jump ball called, no foul called. Two different occasions there. there. My goodness. Both of them just dancing with it. Taking multiple steps and nothing called. It's going to belong to Burks Catholic here.
2: BC's overloaded on one side of the court here. There's no spacing right now.
1: Most certainly are. Corrado and Langdon will re-enter. Yeah, you kind of get that sometimes if you have Reedy and Herb both kind of doubling up on the same side. Reedy trying to get down low, and now you can see that they are spread apart as Reedy once again beyond the arc spreading out the offense. Herb just anxiously awaiting, but instead it's going to be Langdon chucking it up off the underside of the rim. Berks Catholic losing the basketball here. Back come the Spartans, Spartans two-on-one opportunity. That one chucked up and over the net. Langdon comes down, no foul called again. Whistles swallowed, and now we have a foul.
2: Yeah, Hardy had Stewart going down the left side of the lane, she didn't see her. Tried to go up against the the bigger defender and just got the shot blocked. If she just dished dished that off to the left, it would have been an easy layup for Stewart there. And a bucket that that Missy certainly could have used.
1: Certainly could have. I think it's one of those opportunities where they're both running pretty much down the same path. They're just too close together. If she spreads out over to the left side of the block, might have an opportunity there. But when you're running side by side, basically, there's no space. Good effort
2: by Herb there to get the rebound and keep the play alive for BC on their end of the court. They went down low and missed it. Herb gets the rebound, gets it over to Reedy, and she gets fouled
1: on the way up. So Dabney with the initial miss. And Reedy going to the stripe, shooting too. Reedy hits the first. Reedy pretty much dead on a two-thirds shooter, sitting at 66.67%. That is exactly two-thirds once you round up. Second one misses. Herb grabs the offensive board. And, well, I thought that was pretty clean as, goodness, Stewart clanged that one right off. That's a nog in there, yeah. <laughs> I, I, thought that was, I didn't
2: see the body hitter. I saw the big swat and just drive the ball off her head out of bounds. Um, and Coach Anders isn't sure either as he's talking to the official right now.
1: Greedy hits the first again. Would be 2 out of 3 so far. 2 out of 3, right on her average. So for Stewart, that's her first. Team's eighth, so Burke's Catholic just strolling in the bonus that one is going to rim out Stewart the board. But bonus the rest of the way for the Saints. again kind of trying to drive in is Campbell, Campbell double stops. Double double right there. Yep. Picked up her dribble, put it back down, called for the double. It would have
2: worked, she was wide open when she started that second dribble.
1: It's again, Burks Catholic, this time chucking to the middle, turning the ball over, Stewart corrals it right over the St. Bernard. And that one nearly taking Reber's head off. Burks Catholic now in possession, chucking at the length of the court. Reedy unable to finish. Game's got a little chaotic here. they got to slow it down and get a good shot. A little bit. Once again, no foul called. As I'm not quite sure what's happening. Corrado, I thought, had a, a leg stuck out. Spartan hit the deck. Now we're going to have a jump. Oh, we're going to have a foul. Never mind the jump ball. And it's going to go against Hurlman. That'll be her. I have it as her second. Yeah, I have it as her second, too. And count my fouls four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight fouls. Well, either way, they're gonna count it as their third. Take their word for it. First half of the one and one, nothing but a professional uh, atmosphere over here, trying to keep track of the score while calling play by play.
2: If I'm Coach Anders, I'm a little upset. It's 9-3 in fouls. It's been contacted everywhere on the court. And again, I have three times the fouls that BC has, and I'm the 8th seed on the road.
1: Well, you can see Coach Anders just pacing up and down that sideline in front of his bench. That ball tipped away. Belongs to Burks Catholic again. Another turnover for the Spartans. They dump it down. Dabney. Three on the way, that one swatted away by Stewart too. She got a piece of it. Stays with the Saints. Will Swing it over. Reedy in front of the Spartans bench. Thinks better of it. Dabney. Gordos. Swing it back up top. Langdon a three. Langdon her first bucket of the day. Give her four. And the lead now sits at 14.
2: Again, nice job of working the ball around there. They got the open jump shot as that 2-3 zone, 3-2 zone, whatever you want to look at here, just moved away from the shooter at the top of the key.
1: Trying to drive in, once again, just a whole smattering of Spartans and Saints as they kick it out to Stewart, and Stewart now sitting on eight. Back down the other way, breaking the press and an offensive foul, called on Dabney. For Dabney, that'll be her third she just plowed over the Spartan defender. Elodora will check back in. Stewart removed here with 136 remaining. Saints doubling up the Spartans 24 to 12. Now finally breaking free left-handed attempt is rejected by Reedy.
2: She certainly enjoyed that. you see her face after she turned around she and looked at her bell, was like, yeah, you saw me block that shot right out of bounds.
1: Swatting it from behind a la Matisse Thibault." Another one. Put up that one off to the left. Reedy grabbing the defensive rebound and fouled. We'll walk the length of the court as Campbell will be called for the personal. And that will be number 10, so double bonus time for the Saints. Two upcoming for Caroline Reedy.
2: Why missing? at two fouls in the first quarter. Eight in the second quarter. We still have a minute and 22 to go.
1: Reedy. Two of four. is the
3: first.
1: Marshall will re-enter. Another one of those freshmen that we talked about for the Spartans. Second for Irv, oh sorry, second for Reedy, that one also off back iron. So no dice for Reedy at the stripe.
2: A two for six so far on the night. So
1: Spartans, if they play their cards right, can get back within single digits because they're able to strip it away from Reedy after a miss. Now one minute left to play. I think they'd be pretty happy with being down single digits. As that one off to the left. Another offensive board for Y missing. Once again, just zero spacing. As that one airballed. Marshall corrals the board. And the basketball almost ending up in Jerry's lap. There's Caroline Herb. She'll check back in. Take the place of Corrado. So no press here for the Spartans. They'll line up here at half court. And await the Saints. Saints may hold for one. Forty seconds remaining. Again, just working it around that zone. Nice passing. Backdoor cut there by Herb. She's unable to finish with the left. Corrals her own offensive board. Now they'll get it down low again. That one slinged off the backboard. Reedy, a putback attempt. I believe that was deflected. Spartans with the rebound. Once again, no foul call. But I know that we're supposed to be somewhat homers for the Saints, but this is kind of ridiculous as a turnaround bucket by Heliodoro. Her third for six. And if you're the Spartans, I guess you'll take it. And it's 24-14 to 14 at the half. As Burks Catholic putting up 15 in the quarter, Wyo putting up 10. But a 10-point advantage for the Saints entering the break. More to come when we return here on the Saints Sports Network.
0: To learn.
5: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com.
0: Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years, with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a Trip Advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation.
6: The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been emptied. But a new day has dawned the lights are back on the ice is frozen the boys are back it's time to get back to hockey your running royals and the echl are back at santander arena get your tickets now we'll sell you the whole seat but you'll only need the edge
0: and now back to the game on the saint sports network
1: Oh, back here at Burks Catholic, four minutes up on the board. And what was a sloppy both ha- – Bur- yeah, let's try that again. Sloppy first half for both sides. I was trying to say first and both at the same time. That didn't work out well. Burke's Catholic with 12 turnovers, Why missing with eight. Neither one of them able to do much of anything with said turnovers as Wyo two points off turnovers. That's it. Uh, Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, I was just going to say... <laughs>
2: there, <it's, laughs> I didn't leave
1: you any room there. <laughs>
2: it, it's just been a game of back and forth, but just very chaotic, as you said. A lot of a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving, a lot of reaching, and then there's no call, and then we get down here and it's a, a reach-in on a drive. They call and give the basket. Um, again, I'm, I'm Aaron Andrews. I'm not real happy with what I saw the first half from my team as oh, yeah, far sir. as just being real out of sync and out of the rhythm, but at the same time... Not be given a chance to, to to fight a fair fight for the most part. I mean, it's ten to four and fouls coming into the second half, and it should be ten to ten. If it were ten to eight, ten to ten, I'd have no issue. But ten to four—that's not the half I saw in the first half.
1: Yeah, there were certainly a couple of clear fouls that were not called. I mean, some some more egregious than others for for sure. But you know, the one after the rebound down here—that it certainly looked like she was. You know, at least bump from behind, if not grabbed from behind on the arm, and they called absolutely nothing. Now the Spartans ended up coming away with it and ending up getting a bucket at the other end. But you know, at the same time, you really would like to start getting some of these fouls. You said 10 to 4 uh, in favor of the Saints. Uh, like I said, we are the Saints Sports Network, so we are going to be homers to a certain extent. But we also would like to see something resembling a fair game as well. Uh, and you know and i hate to say it but so far not really what we've seen here in the first half but the spartans do have other issues beyond not getting foul calls and a lot of that as we talked about in the pregame, is a result of their lack of spacing
2: and their inability to shoot from the outside i mean they just have not made a shot outside the paint the entire game you know the one thing they've done very well is if they put this full court press on here against bc and bc has not really figured it out yet with any consistency I imagine you know, Coach Birmingham is not excited about 12 turnovers in the first half. I've got to imagine that's probably their per-game average uh, coming into today. And they haven't done a good job of spacing. You talk about spacing on one end, spacing on this press. I mean, they're just keeping all five offensive players in the backcourt. The defense is packed down inside. There's nowhere to go with the ball. So I want to see if they come out and change their approach to beating this press um, that we've seen so far to why missing. And I think that's probably the biggest issue. Once they beat the press, it's going to be over.
1: Yeah, I would certainly hope so. There were some times that I was looking up at the clock to see, because <laughs> they have 10 seconds to get it over, and by God, sometimes they were using all 10 seconds to finally get across the half The ball court. might
2: have been in the air if it was going across mid-court, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But again, 24-14, this one a 10-point game. Redding in Schuylkill Valley also a 10-point game at the half. Redding leading the Panthers 29-19. to as that one.
2: That's a little bit of a surprise would, there. Would yeah. be an
1: upset as that's the number two seed, Schuylkill Valley, facing the number seven seed, Redding.
2: They must not have had the appeal process the uh, night before the tournament <laughs> started for the girls.
1: I guess not. I mean, and you look at Schuylkill. Well, of course, that's not going to come up now. But Schuylkill Valley coming in at, I'm sorry, 21 and. Sorry, 20 and 1? Schuylkill Valley? That's what they had here on the District 3 website. was well, 20 and 1. That's probably wrong.
2: Spartans will get the ball to start the uh, no, no, third that quarter is
1: right. here. They're 20-1, 11-0 in Burke's 3. As Redding High squeaking in with a 12-10 record, mostly by virtue of their district playoff power rankings.
2: Section 1 getting four teams in, both in the guys and the girls yep. uh, bracket this year.
1: Weil will get started here, doubled up, and a foul immediately called on Dabney. And for Dabney, that'll be her fourth, and she will immediately go back to the bench. So there is one player that they're at least calling fouls on here on Burks Catholic, and unfortunately, it's the same player four times as Corrado will check back in as Dabney will take a seat probably until the fourth. Yeah,
2: I I don't know if we'll see her very much the rest of the game if the the lead stays at 10.
1: I mean, I was kind of surprised. She picked up those two fouls in the first quarter, and she was immediately out there to begin the second and then picked up her third uh, a little bit later. But, you know, ultimately four fouls for Dabney. No way to slice that. Berks Catholic will miss her out on the court.
2: And McCaffrey with three fouls in the game right now for why missing, so she certainly has to be careful at both ends of the court here.
1: Finally get it in. Jumper in the paint. Off the mark by Stewart. And we're going to have a foul here as Reedy came down with the board, ends up on the hardwood. A foul. Going to be on Stewart. That'll be her second. Once again, coming out in that full court pressure. Now you can see that Burks Catholic is spreading the ball out a little bit more. Finally able to break it down at the other end. Corrado unable to finish. But Reedy really not, she was
2: able to finish there. As yeah, you're right, you saw two BC players in the front court here, uh, causing that, that press to have to back up a little bit and, and respect them.
1: Corrado grabbing her own miss and laying it back in. Once again, Spartans a wide open three, they pass it up. Have it out to Stewart. Stewart breaking a double team, getting two. Stewart hitting her average now with 10 points. And really the only Spartan worth their weight right now. Coach
2: Anders has to love the fact that she's a freshman having three more years with her after this year developer. She's a very good player.
1: And a turnover here for Burks Catholic.
2: A little bit of a break. There. They weren't required to go to the basket there. She kind of backed off. They threw the ball towards the basket for the layup. She went the other way. And Coach Berman is saying, go to the basket.
1: Loeb will check back in for the Spartans, hoping to provide a little bit of spacing. She's at least willing to shoot from the outside. So even if she's not gonna make it, as Stewart pulls up from just outside the stripe. Misses, but gets her own board. She's taken that shot four times
2: now. i like to see her fake that shot and drive to the basket.
1: Three up on the way by Loeb. And finally one falls. Put three up on the board for the Spartans. They closed to within seven now. Leading 5-2 to two in scoring in the early going here in the third. Burke's Catholic, good movement. Rotating it around. Reedy going up. That one knocked away. Not sure if it was Stewart or if it was McCaffrey, but either way, they got a piece of it. I
2: think it was Stewart. Here with that left hand, knocked the ball right out there. I'd go right back down to low again.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: I'd, I mean, I'd spread it out and throw it down right now. She's going it.
1: right at Reedy. Reedy with no fouls right now. Still swing it all the way around, and a floater is good. Well, we have a game as finally someone not named Stuart Heliodoro uh, on the scoreboard. They were the only two scorers of the first half, and Burks Catholic turning it over here. Birmingham will make a handful of substitutions, trying to stop the bleeding as Kamel and Langdon will check in. lead now down to five 26 21.
2: BC just has to weather this storm a little bit of this run settle it back in and get get back on the scoreboard right now just a little panic here
1: and once again Anders looking for a foul not going to get one that one put up stolen away and we're going to have well it's going to be called on well thank god it's going to be called on Burks Catholic as that was a shoulder right into the face I wasn't quite sure what direction that was going as they do have Gordos with two. But she came up and got her right in the noggin. Unfortunately, Hardy has to go over after taking the brunt of that one and grab her inhaler.
2: Is this a timeout? What, what do we have going here?
1: I mean, it. I would imagine it's an injury timeout as Hardy went over to... It has to be an official's timeout because Hardy went over to grab her and hail her.
2: Well, now both teams are, are are gathered around their coaches on the bench. And
1: Campbell's over there trying to stop the bleeding from her nose. May I suggest that she not lean her head back? She has to lean forward. That old what?
2: Weistail, leaning your head back and, <laughs> and, and pinching your nose does not work. Ice in the back of the neck and keep your head straight. Uh, they're cleaning blood up off the floor. That's what it yep. is.
1: Yeah, so an official's timeout here, 26-21. Yeah, I mean, when I say that she took a shoulder, she took a full-on Block. shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right into the face. And That's why I was concerned that with the way that the officiating has gone here today, it would not have surprised me to see a blocking foul called on that one. No, they called it on her. Oh, yeah. Well... What do I know? So it wasn't on Gordos. It's on Campbell. So not only does she head to the bench with a bloody nose, but she also picks up the personal foul. Such is life for the Spartans these days. Greedy passing up a three over to Herb, right there corner. It is. And there it goes. Caroline Herb, her second three of the game, give her eight. Leads back to eight just a bizarro game this has been. <laughs> and we're going to have a foul called on her. Count the bucket and one. So Hardy, her second bucket. Give her four.
0: And she's staring at incredulity. Did you see that?
1: So Alexis Hardy going to the stripe. It's another freshman here for the Spartans. A couple of power dribbles. Misses, Stewart the board. Stewart looking for help, will kick it around. Loeb thinking three. That one off to the left. Stewart again another offensive board. Comes down with it, still no foul call. She got to turn to the basket and go up there. Well she's double teamed immediately off of that. Stewart again a power dribble, stays on her pivot foot. Just swirling around. Now gets it back at the left elbow. Drives to the right, puts up with the right hand and fouled. Reedy called for the personal and they'll send Stewart to the line. So she can cut the lead to four. Stewart, her second trip to the line.
2: She shoots it at 45% coming in. So maybe cutting it to four, we'll see.
1: Nope. Well, she can cut it to five. How about that? 29 23, 343 remaining. Stewart, second upcoming here at the stripe. Bangs it home.
2: It's a big free throw in this game, keeps him within five.
1: It is. Still a two possession game, no matter how you slice it. Or for why missing. Staying in this. That's the number one seed Saints. B.C. In. needs to just spread the ball
2: here, look for the open shooter here, get the ball to Herb or Reedy.
1: This time swinging around, Gordos at three, that one's gonna rattle out. It's gonna go off of Wyo out of bounds, stays with B.C.
2: Yeah, good look there though for Gordos.
1: It was, it was open. Gordos no buckets here tonight so far.
2: They get Reedy sitting wide open here on the edge, on this inbound, see if she just catches and shoots. She's inbound right, Nobody's out on her right now. Oh, she's going to duck inside set the pick here for no, her. They
1: are going to set a pick. Instead they go out top. Jumper from just past the foul stripe is good by Langdon. Langdon now with six. And the lead currently sitting at seven with 3.05 left here in the third. And they get it to Stewart. Stewart working and drawing the personal. Foul's going to be on the floor.
2: And that was the first time she faked that jump shot from just above the foul line, put the ball on the floor and drove around to the right as Corrado checks back in here for Chamel um, uh,
1: And the foul is on Reedy. I mean, if you're going to dump it down to Stewart and you're going to have Reedy covering her, by God, you better be going at Reedy. <laughs> I and mean, Looking at five seconds and finally it's called. A five-second violation on the Spartans. Again, just saying. You know, obviously, you would like to get Reedy in foul trouble. She picks up two personals here in the third. This one, knocked away somehow, but belongs with the Saints. Stewart called for the personal as Langdon fouled in route. Just go to the stripe for two. Langdon's a
2: very aggressive player for uh, what, maybe five-two, five-one.
1: And again, you're looking at a A freshman. freshman. Yeah, sure. Very aggressive.
2: Not afraid to shoot from the outside or put the ball on the floor and go to the basket.
1: It's difficult not to see kind of eventually what will be the future of Berks County basketball here.
2: Yeah, these two are going to meet again in the next couple years. It may not be in the first round.
1: Certainly. I mean, I saw it, again, not here on the Saints Sports Network, but calling a game Manheim Township against Lebanon. Manheim Township has a six-foot-six sophomore that you could just see once he gets the skill sets that he needs at this level. I mean, he's just going to blow through the roof. He averages like 14 points a game to lead the blue streaks. But, you know, again, you can see if they put it together, kind of the future of the way that the league's going. Miss on one end. Ends up going into Gordas' arms. And she's tied up. I must have been paying attention because every jump ball I think is going to BC. Pretty much.
2: No advised pass there by Carrado. Lucky the BC keeps the ball here in the backcourt.
1: Very lucky.
2: Gordoson thinks so. She caught that ball right off the tip of the fingers. Now she's shaking that right hand.
1: And still full-court pressure here by the Spartans. They get it across to Reedy. Langdon trying to find a cutting Reedy. That one's intercepted. Back come the Spartans. And a traveling violation called on Heliodoro. Maybe I'm surprised, he moved.
2: I'm surprised that, that Coach Anders has Stewart out of the game right now. This is a crucial part of the game if you ask me. It's a what, an eight point lead right now. I think they need, they have no presence right now in the offense to get the ball down low. So BC's got a key to run here, I think. Get the ball up and go.
1: And we'll see. That one just inside the arc, no good. Reedy corrals the offensive board. Fouled going back up. Back to the stripe she goes.
2: Good job there by Carolina Reedy. She made the pass, fouled the shot in, got the rebound and got the foul. Goes to the line for two.
1: I was gonna say, they originally gave that to Stewart, that's not her. It's on Reber. The end of three, Redding beating up on Schuylkill Valley now as that one rattles out. 39-22 after three up in Leesport. The Schuylkill Valley in danger of dropping to the seven seed as one of two at the stripe for Reedy. Greedy, just her third made on eight attempts. Greedy, her first point here of the third. Coach Anders will take a full timeout to try to get the Spartans settled here, down by nine, with a minute 42 remaining. We'll take a a quick break and be right back. Nine-point advantage for the Saints when we return on the Saints Sports Network.
4: tackle your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a healthcare provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one with board certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand.
0: Now, let's get back to the game on the Saints Sports Network.
1: A full timeout here for the Spartans, and just noting to Mike that they are still not putting Stewart back in. Uh, She's currently standing while the uh, five back on the court, obviously taking a seat. Sitting right on the edge of the bench. (laughs) Kind of, It's kind of like when uh, Joel Embiid goes out in the playoffs. You don't anticipate that he's going to be out for very long. He's going to have a foul here called on Langdon. For Langdon, that'll be her first. And the team's fifth. So, after only four fouls in the first half, five here in the third quarter, is finally things a little bit more even. Loeb with the miss. Putback is up and good by McCaffrey. And for McCaffrey, that's her first bucket. Leads back down to seven for the Saints. Parks Catholic will swing it around, playing patty cake with it. Back to Gordos, to Langdon, now to Herb. They've not been able to get Herb open for an open look here from the three. Well, it depends how far Herb wants to uh, shoot the three, I guess. If she wants NBA range, they'll give it to her now driving in underneath the baseline, has it stripped away. Ball still loose. Finally come away with by Gordos, a three launched by Langdon, and down it goes. Langdon, her second three of the game. Six points here in the third quarter, give her 10. That's where the lead currently sits, 36-26. And a foul. I believe called on the Spartans, or double Double, dribble. Double dribble.
2: Campbell back in the game.
1: And again, taking a look at Stewart on the bench. Stewart with 11 for the Spartans. And it's really no coincidence that they got it back to within 5. And since she's been sitting on the bench, the lead has now ballooned back to 10.
2: Plus, they have not rebounded the ball here since then.
1: They're not. Burks Catholic is going to hold for one. Eight seconds left. Now Alta Reedy. Reedy dribbling baseline, stops. Off the backboard and in. A 12 point advantage for Burks Catholic as they close out the third quarter in fashion. 38 26 after three. Burks Catholic on top. When we return here for fourth quarter action on the Saints Sports Network.
5: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. Now back
0: to the game, the Saint Sports Network.
1: Well, Mike, I think we're sitting in front of a Hawaii missing fan. <laughs> as same
2: heard. question, I
1: have. I think. <laughs> Pretty sure we heard somebody's mom yell out, "Make it make sense." As fortunately, Stewart still not re-entering this ball game.
2: She's in and right now. She's yet.
1: finally in. But again, no, no shocker that that five-point advantage for Burke's Catholic ballooning to a dozen as we enter the fourth. And most, if not all of it, with Stewart on the bench. Stewart retrieves the inbounds. She'll take her spot down there on the low block as the Spartans nearly turning it over. Herb almost saved it from going out of bounds for B.C., Stays with Wyo. And, I mean, may understand it if Stewart plays the remaining all eight minutes of the fourth quarter, but, I mean, really, what's an extra two minutes going to hurt in the long run? Yeah, I mean, you played you played the cap for your three fouls. I don't, I don't see the difference. But Stewart has two. So the foul going up with it. On Hardy. Hardy will go to the stripe again. Hardy with four points, looking to make it six as Gordos called for the personal. That one misses off left side.
2: And again, we talked about the foul shooting and why missing when we started. Hardy shoots 49% coming into today's game.
1: Second upcoming is good.
2: The Missy has not been to the line very often today. I have them two for, let's see, six. It's all been here in the, two basically in the second half. Yeah. There was
1: one in the first by Stewart on an and one that she ended up missing. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, five out of the six here in the second. And again, BC happy to pretty much just play keep away here with 7 10 remaining. And they'll certainly take a good shot, but that one stripped away. Spartans going to the floor with it was Hurlman. She gets it up to Campbell. Campbell trying to go across the lane looking for Hardy, has it stripped away, and Reedy going to end up carrying that one a little too far. Ends up palming it. She got that one caught up around her shoulder and carried it with her for a few steps. It's Wyo inbounding Campbell It's McCaffrey Oh, and that one clears day read by Reedy she was just playing the passing lane there and picked it off before it could get to Stewart
2: yeah I'm not sure why Stewart's outside the three point line there getting a pass on top of the key
1: just mm-hmm. trying to bait that one and well done by Caroline Reedy they right, a kickball violation here. He we'll stay with BC.
2: I almost sir, I thought BC was going to take the air out of the ball and just keep it on the perimeter for as long as they could. And then Langdon drove the lane and lost control of the ball last series. Let's see what they do with this set here.
1: Well, she did try to drive and kick it back out beyond the arc, and we're going to have a foul here on Wyo. I the personal is going to be on Hurlman. That'll be number four for Hurlman. All of her fouls taking place in the second and fourth quarters. It's the advantage of using a black and red pen every half, I guess. Except for when you're looking at the fouls and then everything's red, so. Spartans doubling up and a foul called on Wyo again. This one called on Campbell. That'll be her six. third. Dabney, Dabney checks in with her four fouls here in the fourth. And Hurlman will take a seat as Heliodoro will check back in. Victoria, the senior forward, with six points here tonight. Three from the left corner
5: by Reedy.
1: Reedy, her third three-pointer of the game. Lead now at 14. That one blocked by Reedy at the other end. Reedy trying to break the press. Does. Gets it up to Herb. Herb going one on two. Almost one on three. Unable to make it. Ends up tipping out the offensive board. Herb, right corner three. Yes, sir. Caroline Herb, her third three. She now has 11. And Coach Anders... Forced to take that timeout. And as Coach Mike Miller of Alvernia would say, it's a big one. They're down 17 with 5.30 left to play. This one getting out of hand in favor of the Spartans, or in favor of the Saints. When well, we return here on the Saints Sports Network.
0: to learn
1: well a well-balanced effort here from burks catholic is just taking a look at my stat sheet they have two three-pointers in the first quarter two in the second two in the third and hell back-to-back threes by reedy and herb here in the fourth
2: yeah and again we talked about the shooting outside for the saints and now we see it here a little bit more as they start to expand this lead why missing running all over the place trying to trap the ball leaving the jump shooters open on the opposite side and we're going to keep seeing that if uh, the wide-missing Spartans keep trying to attack the ball and trap it up here in the top of the lane.
1: Just under five and a half minutes remaining. Spartans with a little bit more pep here on offense. They're looking to put Stewart down low on Dabney with her four fouls. Now dribbling around. Tight defense here. They finally get it down low. And again, going right after it. Stewart, her first bucket of the fourth quarter. Again, like I said, going right after Dabney.
2: Yeah, they haven't been able to stop her all day in the paint. I, I would have kept going there the whole time.
1: Doing so at a high percentage here. The only thing that she's shot at a relatively low percentage is that jumper right around the free throw stripe. And even that's, you know, two out of four. So not terrible by any means. And we're going to have a blocking foul here. Called on Heliodora. That would be her second by my count. Though apparently myself and the book disagree. As they called it her second. And they have it up there as her third team foul. No wonder we're <laughs> off on here. Here's second. Third's up on the board. And I have two. Three D. Looking to close this one out. Hits the first. Loeb will check back in for the Spartans. She'll take the place of Hardy. And Hurlman back in with her four personals. Saints lead up to 16 with 431 left. Reedy hits both. After two of six from the stripe in the first half, she shorted up a little bit here. Three of four in the second. Leads back to 17. Loeb turning that one over. Herb corrals it underneath. Gordos. They're going to break the press. They do. Or doubled up.
2: Again, Reedy just sitting wide open here in this corner. If they can swing the ball and skip the defense,
1: and Gordo's does, but not enough zip on that. But Reedy stops, pops, fouled, going up with it. Another trip to the foul stripe for Reedy. So McCaffrey called for her fourth personal. Two more for Reedy. I thought they were going to get Stewart there on that one. Reedy. Five for ten here. I think it's six for eleven. I think she just scored a thousand point. I think that's it. There we go the balloons and the flowers and the student section. So Caroline Reedy, that trip to the foul stripe.
2: Parents are coming down out of the stands right now to to give her hugs and kisses and get some pictures here. Very great moment for that family right there to have a 1,000-point score. That's our second or third we've seen this year, Jerry.
1: Jerry confirms. I think he's tearing up taking pictures
0: himself, so that's okay.
1: It looked like selfies instead of pictures of Caroline
0: I'm looking at the parents. I know her father, John.
1: Well, make sure that you send it to him at postgame.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Have them come over with your new uh, Jerry Gelliff Media-branded wireless microphone.
0: I think they'll be very impressed.
1: Caroline even getting a fist bump from the referees.
2: Nothing like being settled in for your second free throw. Okay, forget all that, now refocus and, and, and hit the free throw here.
1: Herb settling in, six of 11. She has 21 points here tonight. She scored 19 against the Spartans the last time they met. She settles in and rattles at home. Now seven to 12 from the stripe, including her last five.
2: I'm gonna go out on the limb here. I think she has 1,001 points in her career so far.
1: If I'm doing math correctly, I think you're right, Mike. Leads up to 19. That one. A left-handed runner by Hurlman, her first bucket. Once again, the Spartans coming out. As my middle school coach would call it, helter-skelter. I don't think that's the technical term for it. Probably not. Reedy going underneath, gets two more. That's 1,003 points for Caroline Reedy. Well,
2: that's, that's way beyond my math field at this point. <laughs> I was a history guy. I know it ran up to 19 points in the lead right now, so no kickball there, huh?
1: No kickball. First Catholic coming away with it. Left handed layup, nope. But instead, 1,005 points now for Caroline Reedy.
2: And none too easier points in her career of 1,005 right there. No one around sitting next to the rebound.
1: Loeb chucking up a triple. Reedy, the board. Reedy. Should have been tied up, should have been a foul. She was grasped from behind. Instead, the Saints will lay it out for Herb. Herb, unable to finish from beyond, falls into Loeb's hands. And Loeb chucks it into her own bench right past Coach Anders. Spartans going away from Stewart here this fourth quarter pretty clearly. And once again, the lead now sits at 21. You could really say, I mean, sure, the first quarter where Sparks Catholic's up, you know, 9-4, expanded it out to 10 by half. why was really in that game there in the first. They so They're able to strip this one away. This one from inside the arc by Loeb. Count it. Her second bucket for five, almost right on her average. But again, really, you can kind of pin it on Stewart going to the bench there with almost three minutes to play in the third. And after that, it's been downhill. Berks Catholic, again, getting tied up and going to retain possession on a jump ball. And going back to my uh, middle school coach, the Spartans pulling what he would call a TV timeout as five Spartans leave, five more Spartans enter. Waving the white flag is Wyo. Down by 19.
2: Coach Birmingham seeing that, and he's now going to his bench. See a bunch of girls going to the table right now.
1: Yep. Looks like Gianna Roberts will be entering Molly McFadden. Foul called in the paint. Schnatz hits the deck. Foul called on Reber. That'll be her second. So Schnatz to the line. Not sure if that actually did hit the rim, but they're not going to call a violation here with just over a minute remaining. Three launch, that one's no good. Reedy, another board.
2: Just about a minute to play here. BC needs a timeout to get these girls in or or foul or something.
3: Here we go.
1: Yeah, finally, BC trying to get some of their players some buckets and
2: I think he'll take. Uh, Re- I was going to say, I'm reading out by herself here I'm so <laughs> she can get the hand. Yeah. And rightfully so. Go. There
1: you go. Reading was like, wait a second. I'm, I'm staying in and everyone else is coming out. Well, I think and she saw finally. two people
2: at the table thinking, well, I think she usually just one for me, coach.
1: Yeah. Under a minute to play. Spartans will work it around here. As Abigail Zekman fouled.
2: Now they're going to call the fouls.
1: It has been fairly even this half. It was 6-6 at one point, and now it's 9-7. So better than the 10-4 that we had in the first half. So Zeckman to the stripe. A sophomore. I believe,
2: I believe her brother was a quarterback the other year of the state championship team.
1: I finally figured out where I know the uh, the lady that we saw on the uh, on the little scooter for uh, what could possibly be a busted Achilles. I actually coached her son in YMCA basketball once upon a time. Does she got me a $10 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts out of the kindness of her heart.
2: Does he still but, play?
1: Uh, he graduated from Burke's Catholic oh, okay. last year. Okay. Did he play? He did not. He uh, once upon a time dated the manager of the girls team, though.
2: Well, that's, that's a lot good of knowledge good. that we're oh. not going to
1: get anywhere else. Is Zechman hits the triple and a foul. To stop the presses, Spartans only down by 16 now with 4.2 seconds to play.
0: Ryan, what a detail you just gave us.
1: That's a deep cut of Burke's Catholic basketball that I should have no knowledge knowing. Three launched at the end here by Hamel, It's going to fall short, but 52-36, your final. As if I'm doing math here, and Lord help me, 23 to 12. Marks Catholic rolling off to finalize this one with a sweet 16-point victory here in the quarterfinals of BCI AA championships. When we return. We'll recap this one. and looks to what is ahead for Burks Catholic when we return here on the Saints Sports Network.
5: Don't throw away your favorite T-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com
4: tackle your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a healthcare provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one with board certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand.
0: Now let's get back to the game on the Saints Sports Network.
1: 52-36, your final score as Burke's Catholic, the number one seed, rolling over the number eight, why missing Spartans, and into the semifinal number one to be held on Tuesday evening at the Santander Arena at a time yet to be determined. And they will face the winner of Governor Mifflin and Brandywine Heights. Who will be getting started in a little over half an hour at Mifflin. Meanwhile, I believe that that the Schuylkill Valley Redding score has likely gone final by now. As I will have Jerry check the Twitter sphere. Oh, now we have to go into the search. What does Mike Drago say? Friend of the friend of the show, Mike Drago. There you go. Redding with a 10 point victory over Schuylkill Valley. So they will advance. Upsetting the number two seed, Schuylkill Valley, handing them just their second loss of the year. And rolling right around. Schuylkill Valley, even with the loss, will certainly be in the District 3 playoff picture right now. Uh, Taking a look at it, they would fall. They were the number four seeds. They might slip a little bit depending on what Lancaster Catholic, Big Spring, Bermudian Springs, James Buchanan, Bishop McDevitt. Chances are they won't fall awfully far but they will likely slip here in districts. But regardless, Parks Catholic moving on. semifinal on Tuesday night against either Mifflin or Brandywine Heights. Uh, Reading advances, and they will play the winner of Wilson and Twin Valley. That one scheduled for a 7.30 tip-off here this evening. So, Mike, what do you have on the stat sheet for us? Because well, apparently you're keeping better stats than I am.
0: I don't know about that.
2: But interesting to see that that the uh, Saints came out with uh, Madison Langdon, who's averaging five points a game, put 10 points up tonight. We, we talked about Carolina Reedy averaging just under 14, puts up 26 tonight and scoring her 1,000th point. I don't know how many she has in her career now, but I know she has over 1,000. I think we were is, at
1: 1,005, weren't we? Is that what it is, uh, which Something is like wonderful
2: that. Uh, for her. And then, uh, you know, Caroline Erb, um, she's consistent. Five in the first half, six in the second half for 11 total. And then Dabney had uh, finished up with three points all in the first half. Uh, She had more fouls there than than, uh, points. But she stayed in the game as long as she could. 52 points for the Saints today. Well-balanced scoring among the five or six girls who scored today. And as you said, you know, the bracket now looks a little different when the number two seed gets knocked out. You uh, think to yourself, listen... BC is supposed to win this from day one. They were the favorite here in, in girls in Berks County from day one. But when you knock out the number two player, uh, number two team, and possibly the, the number one player in the county, it uh, certainly looks good for, for the uh, Lady Saints here to take this all the way through.
1: I mean, just taking a look, I mean, Redding, the 15th ranked team in 6A, as that's going to do a little bit of damage in the power rankings, might help Redding out a little bit as they try to squeak in there in 6A. Uh, so depending, I mean, 6A takes 12. I'm not sure if they will have enough juice to...
2: Just see what the deadline is. So The it, deadline it's, is it's today. So, today. So these games count as far as the deadline goes. Who knows? Um, you know, but I think what Google Valley is, is, what are they, 5A, 4A?
1: They are in 4A.
2: 4A, okay. So two classes below. I'm not sure how much that helps, but...
1: Possibly a shot. Who knows? 4 yeah, Foray takes the top ten. So why missing was the tenth-ranked team. And we'll see. Like I said, with everything counting, obviously, it's not going to damage their power ranking all that much, losing to the third-ranked team. It's almost kind of expected. Uh, but it depends what Susquehanna Township may do, Hanover. Uh, I don't believe that Elko, Elko lost the other night as their uh, head coach ended up retiring after the game. Uh, Ashley. Well, formerly... Uh, Ashley Shea. Well, now it's Ashley Shea. used to be Ashley Schwab uh, when she was going to Elko. Graduate 2001, she came back after her career at Penn State. Coached for 12 years. Has three kids at home, all of them playing at different times. Basketball practices just got to be a little too much. Anyway, that's an Elko deep cut. They're not making the 4A playoffs. (laughs) But depending on Susquehanna Township, Hanover, uh, they're really the only two teams that might be able to squeak past Wyo, uh, depending how things shake out here. But Again, Ryan, Redding, what aunt
0: have for lunch?
1: I, I don't have an answer for that one, unfortunately. But Redding, with that win, I mean, yeah, Lebanon girls currently at 15-7 and seven in that 12 seat, so might not be able to sneak past them. They might be able to get up past Ephrata, up past Cedar Crest, uh, but beyond that, might not be enough for Redding uh, moving forward into districts.
2: Says a lot, though, for that Section 1, for Redding to be the fourth-place team in that section. Comes out and knocks the number two team off in the county. Um, if, if Wilson wins tonight, obviously BC, the number one team in, in Section One in the county. Uh, but to uh, have four teams make it and they all get through the first round, um, it would just be like a normal conference tournament for uh, Section One.
1: Yeah, and I mean, looking at the power rankings, to Skook Valley at twenty and one, they are point zero zero one ahead of Lancaster Catholic at seventeen and four. So if Catholic does some damage, and I'm not sure if they're playing today, uh, but if Catholic does some damage, they might be able to leap Schuylkill Valley. So it might not be a terribly far drop for them. Uh, They might slip from four to five, uh, but then you're looking at uh, certainly a different bracket for the Panthers. Uh, Burks Catholic more than likely will stick to where they're at. DeLone Catholic at 21-0. They're not going anywhere. Uh, Eastern York at 19-2. Uh... If you want another deep cut, they knocked Elko out of the Lancaster-Lebanon League playoffs last year in a game that I covered for a radio station not to be named. It was WLBR oh, not them. and Froggy Valley 100.1. Sorry, Jerry. They don't pay no, as well as them. you do. not them. Anybody but them. They don't pay as well as you do.
0: Wait a minute. Anybody but them and W... Never mind.
1: <laughs> W-E... What's their face? They're Those not guys. here. They don't cover girls games, I don't believe. So... But again, 52-36, year final is—I'm pretty sure Mike's like stacking his papers and wants to get the heck out of here. And we're no, looking forward to on. Tuesday
2: night to see where this goes, <laughs> as far as the uh, girls' bracket goes, and excited about Monday night as well. Uh, we'll be right back here.
1: That's right. We will have Burks Catholic as the number two seed in the boys' division, and they'll be right here at Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium.
2: Taking on the number one section team, section three champs, who uh, got bumped down to seven. Yeah, that's going to be coaches' poll. So I can't we really talk about that Monday night, but we'll hold off to that Monday that, night. Yeah, that's going to be a fun topic.
1: But we want no, we want this to be about the girls' game. But that's a whole nother can of worms to be opened, and something that will likely be rectified for upcoming seasons. As Antietam was done dirty. Originally, the number four seed challenged by three different teams and bumped all the way down to number seven so now they have the privilege rather than hosting a home playoff game they now get to travel here to lloyd wolf gymnasium and take on the number two team in the county
2: absolutely it would be an exciting game though it would be a good game for us to call so we'll see a good game
0: i think
1: absolutely so we'll be here on monday for that one i believe it's a seven o'clock start time right jerry
0: I believe it is a 7 o'clock start. Yes, Ryan.
1: So we will likely be on the air around 6.45.
0: That sounds correct.
1: That sounds about right. If so Ryan we'll,
0: can get here on time.
1: I did get here on time today. Okay. With a little bit of time to spare. But, again, a 16-point victory. Looking forward to bringing you the Berks Catholic Boys game on Monday here on the Saints Sports Network. Again, they face off against Antietam. 7 o'clock tip-off will be on the air around 6.45 to bring that one to you. But again, thank you to everyone. Thank you to Jerry for putting this together. Thank you to everyone for listening. And thank you, of course, to our sponsors. We'll see you on Monday.
0: Thank you for joining us for this presentation of the Bur- Burke's Girls Catholic Basketball on the Saints Sports Network, brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph, on the web at pennstatehealth.org, Meg's Quilted Memories at megsquiltedmemories.com, and the Reading Royals at RoyalsHockey.com. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gell Media. Good night.